nervous. People up there, they get me nervous. I wanna go deeper. I'm getting tired of All right, it's time for another Root Issues podcast. And man, we've got a full house today. I'm so excited. I'm excited as we jump into Brian's message from Sunday. Brian Reagan, one of the elders here at Crossroads Church, brought the word. So encouraging. In the booth today, you hear my puppy, Loki. And so I am Odin. Thank you, Loki. Right on cue. <laughs> right on cue. Perfect. And then we've got a full house. We've got Alexa and her sweet baby boy, Brave Maverick. Yes. And we've got Alexa's twin sister, Allie. Hi, everybody. And then we've got her sweet, wonderful husband, Armando. Hello there. They're up from Texas area, Dallas area, Farmer's Branch, if you're familiar. And then, of course, we have the ever-faithful, bringing it to us, Miss Lauren. What's up, everybody? It's going to be an exciting ride. We're going to be talking about cling to it. Now, there's a lot of things you can cling to, static electricity, fuzz, but... Bryant brought this word that was so inspiring and so encouraging to our body on Sunday about clinging to God in perseverance, like running that race. And so, I mean, that is my end goal is to just finish the race strong and not to burn out, to not lose faith, to not lose my purpose. And so he titled this one, Cling to It, The Perseverance of the Saints, Understanding the Secrets of the Kingdom of God. And how to cling to it. And so that is just beautiful. And so we're going to jump in. Um, we're going to jump in. Um, Brian kind of took us to Luke 8 and brought us this incredible story that Jesus told as a parable, but that he revealed to his disciples. Luke eight eleven through 15. And as Alexa pointed out early in our pre-conversation, this is where he got his title, Cling to It. From the NLT, just a beautiful translation. And so Lauren's going to read that for us. Then we're going to kind of share some of our stories of being persevering and maybe the times when, you know, we felt our faith was struggling and we had to go back to God's word. Go ahead and give this that read, Lauren. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message, only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and the pleasures of this life, and so they never grow into maturity. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. Luke eight eleven through 15. Beautiful. That's right. All right, well, let's just jump in. I mean, you know, when, when I think about perseverance, I mean, I think about... I mean, I go back to when I, you know, met my sweet wife, Elaine, and I totally heard God's voice tell me, like, meet your wife, like the first time I met her. But then there was some rocky soil period where, you know, she dumped me. And, and it was right at the time that I got this job. And so I was really just kind of struggling with my faith, even though I had just been brought on to work at a church. But I was like, God, I thought you said that was my wife, and now you've given me this job. But in that year of after she left, you know, and went back to college and went to Australia for her student teaching, we were broken up. But God took me really deep into just prayer into trusting him and in his word. And I remember I still have my journal where I prayed every day, three times a day for her. And, you know, the first couple of months, it was just whines and complaints. But towards the end, it was like, 
he had he had taken my roots so deep and my trust in him so much that I was just praying like if he had any blessings for me to give them to her and for her to bless. And the end of the story is she admitted that she fell back in love with me in Australia while she had no communication with me. And she was like, I knew that had to be God. And so, I mean, that was like this period in my life where I just really questioned whether or not he was with me and for me. And then he just took me to his word and took me to that place. I love what you said about that because I feel like a lot of times when we're in those um, times of testing, like the scripture says, we can focus more. We can get inward focused. We start to think about ourselves. Absolutely. And I love that you said that you took it to God every day Mm -hmm. in prayer. There's a faithfulness to that where it actually starts to turn your heart instead of looking inward to like looking outward Mm -hmm. at Jesus. Um, And he's the one who produces the faith for that. So it's not anything that you did except for faithfully talk to your father every day. But that is like clinging to God. Like the scripture says. You go to him every day. Every day. So I every love day. that. I love what you said. That's, the, that's that whole point of perseverance. I mean, when I think about it, it's like when he first spoke to me, like, hey, meet your wife. I mean, I knew his voice so well. I was like, oh, my goodness. I just met her. I mean, I thought she was cute. But, yeah, this is great. And he said, meet your wife. And then I was ready to stand on that. And I really let it come in. I felt like it hit the good soil. But then it got tested over time. And then I felt like, you know, the thief had stolen it. And so, yeah, and so just coming back to that deep set place yeah i feel like that's so much of our christian walk is when our circumstances on this earth don't necessarily line up with the promises of god or what's actually happening in the heavenly places and i just think that's how do we reconcile that i think it takes us truly clinging to that word of God. And in your case, Chris, that was a spoken Rhema word of God that he said, here, meet your wife. Uh And you were ready to stand on that because you knew his voice, but then you had to be tested. And I think that's kind of the Lord saying like, okay, so now when it doesn't seem like it's going to work out, are you still going to believe what I say? Are you still going to persevere through this time? And I just... I think that's a beautiful example of you you did persevere and push through and um God had proved himself faithful. No, oh, absolutely. I mean it is. It's just this understanding of like I think so many people Brian talked a lot about the fire insurance, you know, that that understanding of oh, I've accepted Jesus and so now I just go live my life, but man, I mean I want to say the, the faith that I grew up in kind of didn't promote that. But that's what I accepted mm. when I was in middle school. Like, okay, 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 I've done it all. I'm saved. You know, but there wasn't that deep desire like, okay, now I'm going to follow him and I'm going to love him more. I'm going to grow in love with him. I went and did whatever I wanted and I had the fire insurance in the back pocket. And Bryant was like, I'm not making a theological stance here. I just want you to think, like, do you truly love him and are you ready to just give everything over to him and trust him and i mean that came much later for me in life and i'm like man i wouldn't want to live any other way like this is the way i want to live so anybody else got some stories on perseverance and jumping in yeah i think one of the things I'll, i'll preface by saying one of the things that hits me is is it's the fact that jesus says it's those that hold fast cling to the things that he has spoken or yeah. him as the word of life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And he talks about how there are others who have put their trust in the ways of the world, the pleasures, the satisfactions, the, the ideologies, and the, the things that are good, that seem right, that seem okay in the, in the world's eyes. Yeah. But ultimately, God's like, that's, that's, fi- that's futile. It's not yeah. important. Um, <clears throat> or the, people put their seed and their trust in the wrong soil, and they, and they fall away and mm-hmm. look to other yeah. sources that might bring joy, quote-unquote, but they end up, they don't. Um, and for me, uh, I mean, I was in a relationship about three years ago, maybe three-plus years ago or so, and I was in a ministry organization um, and that relationship was, was crazy. It was yeah. like insane. Like it looked good on the outside and man's approval was all over it, but yeah. it was just, it, 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 you, you, we wouldn't, we weren't honest. We were yeah. lying <clears throat> and we were in tons of compromise Yeah, and it led to compromise in my own life. And then we break up and ultimately my leaders were like, Hey bro, like you need to go spend some time away from ministry yeah. to go get heart work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Like you know what's best for me. I'm going to do that. <clears throat> and, and, um, and so I do that and I move out to Dallas, Texas after being a part of that. And countless times there have been moments in my life where I had wanted to quit. Like mm-hmm. there was the temptation to want to quit Yeah, where I would, there'd be it, it, the temptation of like, I'm just gonna be brutally honest, the sexual temptation, the mm-hmm. perversion that yeah. would come into my mind. Yeah. And I would be like, man, like that seems good. Like that seems like a good idea to do that. And I had no hope. Like I had nobody, nobody around me except for Jesus and his Mm -hmm. word and his truth and his spirit living on the inside of me. Yeah. And so when I would go like to different places and in public spaces, I would be like, dude, like I could just give up on God right now. Like the temptation in my head, I could just give up on God right now. Yeah. Or I could just go waste my life at a bar and get drunk and find someone I can mess around with. But it was the Holy Spirit that was like, mm. no, Mondo, that's yeah. not it. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you can do for me. It doesn't matter where you're going. What matters is me. Yeah. Ultimately, people put their trust in the promises of God and the things of God and what God has spoken, but it might not come into fruition in your own life. Yeah. Maybe it's your kids, right? Maybe maybe Brave might be an evangelist to the nations and mm-hmm. preach the gospel Absolutely. to millions of people. Yeah, probably. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, without Amen and amen. Yeah. Um, maybe my kids will, you know, do the things that God has spoken to me mm-hmm. and I just have to steward my, my family well. But what comes down to is am I hungering and thirsting for righteousness? Yeah. Jesus says that's the most important thing. Yeah. And if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you shall be filled. And so that's yeah. kind of like my story is like, dude, like I found, I found something that, that seemed good, but I knew the better alternative, which was Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I clung to that because I knew that if I, if I, if I turned away from the better alternative yeah. and found some, you know, let's say for example, some rotten donut or something, yeah. like it looked good on, it, like it looks, looks good, good on, on the, the outside, outside, but you take a bite into that moldy stuff and yeah. it's disgusting on Yuck. the inside. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Jesus saved my life. Amen and amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that, you know, I mean that story is just, I mean, and that's what we want to do. We want to help you connect our listeners. Like, you know, when I think of the parable of the sower and the seeds, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I already have salvation and there's nothing to be stolen from, you know, but I'm just like, anytime you hear God's truth, the thief can steal it. 
you know, it's not, this is not an evangelistic parable. I think Bryant nailed it yeah. in that this is the parable that teaches us perseverance yeah. to cling to God's word. I like what uh, Jesus in Luke 22, uh-huh. 31 um, through 32, yeah. before, before Peter denies Jesus. Yeah. Jesus tells Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked you, Satan has asked to sift all of you mm-hmm. as wheat. Yeah. And Jesus tells him, but I've prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. Yeah. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Like Jesus mm-hmm. knew exactly yeah. what was going to happen to I Peter. Know. Yeah. And he was like, hey, bro, like Satan is going to try to sift you. Yeah. Satan is going to try to steal mm-hmm. from your life, but I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. And I've prayed that your faith wouldn't fail you. Yeah. Just something you could cling to. No, I mean, yeah, that is a major cling to. Like, I mean, you, you think about, like, okay, you think about, like, Peter, like, I mean, you know, in Acts, you know, his shadow is healing people. Yeah. You know, like, he's yeah. leaking the Holy Spirit. He is so filled with God, but yet he was tested. He struggled, you know. And I think sometimes, like, you know, we want to live in that place of, you know, I'm not going to be tested or I've been saved. You know, I think Brian kind of mentioned that, like, nothing can hurt me, but yeah. oh my gosh, you know. Clinging to his word and his truth is the only thing that's going to guide us and direct us to the life that he's called us to live. Lauren, what do you got? You got some eyes thinking there. I love when you call me out. In the yeah. podcast. Let's go. It's my favorite. Yeah. Um. No, I was just thinking about like practicals of like, oh, yeah. like we're talking about this yeah. big subject of like perseverance, but like what are ways that you guys in tough seasons have been able to persevere? Is it finding a verse that you can cling on to? Voice of God. Like, what are practicals for our listeners? I I mean, I think you nailed it. I'll share a quick story about perseverance in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for all the listeners who don't know me, I have a master's degree in accountancy, which seems really nerdy. Yeah. uh, Because it is. And so, I majored in accounting. I got a master in accounting. You can call me Master Lexa. Master Lexa. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, but actually, accounting was not my favorite thing, and it was actually really challenging for me academically, but I felt like God asked me to do it primarily as a ministry tool to minister to the people around me. Um, mm-hmm. But what I didn't realize was that he was going to minister to me the whole way through. And so my my the core curriculum of the accounting degree plus the master's degree took me three years to complete after all the prerequisites. And it was a really challenging three years. And I studied so hard and I still couldn't remember everything. And I was just trying. And I remember feeling so anxious at every single exam. And one time, because I wasn't performing super well and I was Mm -hmm. used to being like an A student, school's not hard for me. All of a sudden I was struggling and I was like, what's going on? (laughs) And no one else was struggling. That was the thing is that all these other kids who take accounting, they usually take accounting because it like clicks in their brain for them. So I was just not in the same position. And I remember one specific test. I had just gotten two C's on the two prior tests and I was like, oh Lord, am I going to fail this class? (laughs) And I was like, you asked me to do this. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to do this for you. Um, and I just remember him saying as clear as day in my mind as I'm taking this exam, almost in tears. And he said, Lexa, I care more about the condition of your heart as you're taking these exams than the score that you get on them. And if I ask you to do it, I'm going to bring you through. And that 
that was a word of God that I clung to for the next three years because I wanted to quit so many times. But I remembered what he said of like, this is so much less about my brain and the grades and it's so much more of him pruning me and refining me but I had to choose to keep going like I could have chosen to stop and to quit but I had to persevere and it was I think it was only because of the word of God that he said to me and he he would remind me like before every other quiz and test he would say the same thing to me um and he helped me remember what he would say but it was that word from the Lord that um produced fruit in my heart of the peace of God, like that fruit of the spirit, peace, um, and joy. And it was, it was so weird, but I, I suddenly started having joy as I was doing my homework wow. and I'm like, okay. I don't even like doing this, but it was this supernatural joy of like, I'm being obedient and I'm choosing to persevere. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm getting the answer right, but that's not really what it's about. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's just, that's just a quick story of, Man, clinging to the word of God really does produce perseverance. It produces a harvest, like uh, like Bryant was saying at the end. It's in the end of that Luke eight parable. It produces a harvest uh, if we are able to cling to the word that falls to good soil. So, um, yeah. it's just the word of God that creates that life. Yeah, I'll share something too along the lines of what Lauren asked, mm-hmm. uh, as far as practicals goes for anybody listening. Um, in, in in this podcast um, for the sole purpose of clinging to the word of God and clinging to Jesus in the midst of trials and or suffering. Um, number one, I think if your prayer life is hot and yeah. burning, then you'll be burning. Uh, yeah. Number two is if you're, if you're grounded in the scriptures and in mm-hmm. the word of God, yeah. I think that you can like – Nothing, nothing can sway you from the actual truth of yeah. scriptures because Jesus is the word. And when he speaks on the word, it confirms everything that he's spoken to you via his Holy Spirit. <clears throat> um, and I think, I think just like daily devotion to Jesus is what God longs for. So it's so fun. Um, I love this. Yeah. I love this practicals too. I think maybe we don't think about prayer that way but Mm -hmm. in reality prayer is such a powerful weapon to strengthen ourselves in the lord um i think that's a really great practical of not only can we pray for other people but we can pray for ourselves to be that good soil Mm -hmm. for god to produce the fruit within us for god to give us more of himself so that we can persevere and we can endure i think it's powerful and and one of the things for me is uh i i i i pray i I talk wild i say wild things and i I pray wild um and so um uh so one day i was like god like i don't care if i'm really if people think i'm religious i want to fall in love with you more and more and more Mm -hmm. so i was like god like i'm going to read the word more than anybody like i want to read the word more than anybody i want to pray more than anybody like it's the daily disciplines and devotions that we think Ultimately, if we fall on the extreme side, we can become religious. Yeah. But it's like, dude, like you, you talk with your wife, you spend time with your wife on a day to day basis yeah. and you take her out on date nights. It's like Jesus longs for time with us, even though he, he lives on the inside of us and he's with us and he never yeah. leaves us nor forsakes us. It's still like, I want to daily devote my life to him in the secret places of our hearts and stuff like that. 
Loki's roaming around. Yeah, I know. But I mean, <laughs> you know, when I think about it, it's like, you know, Brian talked about some of the dangers. And I think the, the, the deception of the enemy is so clever because he tries to get us to feel like we are untouchable. You know, I mean, we're untouchable yeah. in the fact that, you know, Jesus said nothing's going to snatch us from our hands, but are yeah. we going to be living and working and moving in the kingdom and seeing the kingdom expand because of our life? And so he says, like, the devil comes to steal it. He comes to steal the word. He comes to steal that truth. You know, if we don't have no, if we don't have deep roots and fall away, then that's just because we're not getting watered properly. We're not feeding on the word of God and then the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life crowd out the message and I mean when we become complacent thinking of everything is good I mean I was waiting for Brian to bring in the parable of the the rich man who's like you know I've got it all I've got it all and then God shows up and be like you fool you have it all but tonight I demand your soul you know, and so it's like, how do we look at that? Like, you know, because, I mean, life is life, and it crowds us, but the full and abundant life, I mean, John ten ten, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus said, I came that they may have life to the full. That's the full life that I want, because I've had the thief steal and kill and destroy in my life when I was not rooted in God, when I was not following God. And now I've enjoyed this full and abundant life where I do cast my cares and anxieties off to Jesus. And so it's a whole different life. What else do you guys got? I There's think, so much here. I'm looking at the slide that's like about all the false teachings. And I was thinking like too, like when man is in a season or woman, man and women have, are in a season where they have to persevere. Like I think there's a danger in like us almost false surrendering our lives to God and trying to become our own God to like yeah. control it. And in society right yeah. now, it's like so easy for us to be like, I want to be in control. Like I can get my way out of this, but it's not until we fully yeah. surrender that we see that perseverance lead us, leads us closer into the heart of God. Yeah, absolutely. And when we try to control and make our false things, that's when on the slide, like all of these different, theologies and universalism and cheap great like that's when it all comes up because it's mm. people trying to make sense of their situations without the perspective of god oh that's so big i mean you know in the been there been there been there like where i'm like i've got all this stuff going on and how do i make sense of it and i'm looking to this and i'm looking to that or i'm looking to this book or i'm looking to anything that can help me guide it sometimes it can even be my beloved wife like elaine there's just so much going on you gotta help me you know and she's like you gotta go pray <laughs> you gotta go slow down because if you got so much going on in your life, you know, and so there is that perception of like, man, you know, God will see us through. We have to go back to Him. Yeah. And like, I think too, like right now, like we're in such an instant gratification era. Mm-hmm. Like, Amazon will get stuff to your door, not here, but anywhere couple else weeks, in the world. A couple weeks, yeah, here. a couple weeks here. <laughs> but like anywhere else, like you can have like. You can get cars delivered to your house now via Amazon. Like, yeah. like every, yeah, everything's within like a few seconds. So it's just like, and when we have to persevere, like it's usually not instant. Like yeah. to persevere is for like long suffering, like, yeah. you know, like, so it's just interesting to me that people do that too. Yeah. Well, no, I mean the comparison of a sprint versus a marathon. I, I don't know. Brent is like the most like 
mysterious guy. Like, you know, he, he's probably run a couple marathons. I mean, he's done everything, you know, and when you think about like, you know, being able to run a marathon is going that distance of 23.2 miles or no, 26.2, 26.2. I've run two and then I've run a half and it is, it's like, you've got to leave something in the tank, mm -hmm. you know, and you don't want to burn out. And then the only way you can keep anything in the tank is by staying rooted yes. in God's word. Yeah, I've been thinking about this scripture from Isaiah 40 mm -hmm. for the yeah. last few months, but I'm just going to read it. It's it's Isaiah 40, 29 through 31, mm -hmm. and it says, He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. Mm -hmm. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They yeah. will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I think that what the scripture is telling us is trusting in the Lord yeah. is the key mm. to perseverance. And yeah. I think we also can go look at Hebrews 12 too, right? When it talks about running the race yeah. with perseverance, the so one he's already marked out for us. Um, but the practical question of how do we do that? And I think if we trust that the Lord has good things yeah. and that he is good and we have relationship with him, then that gives us the strength like this is talking about to yeah. be able to continue because we mm -hmm. know what's going to happen at the end is yeah. at the end, I mean, metaphorically, we'll be in heaven with Jesus. When we when we finish running our race, yeah. we'll be in perfect communion with him mm -hmm. without being in this broken world. We'll see his beautiful face. Um, and, and we just know that I, he's the only one, like he's the reason we're here on earth. He created us. He formed us in our mother's wombs, right? Yeah. But he's also the one who's going to get us through this time yeah. on earth where he's given us a mission, you know, and live for him, bring the kingdom of heaven to earth, and then we get to be with him in the end. And I think if we keep the end in mind and keep his face in our heart, we can trust him. Um, and that's where we find that strength and perseverance. So that scripture has been really encouraging to me. I hope it's encouraging to everyone else too. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, Jesus in Matthew 4, 4, you know, when he's being tempted by the thief, you know, yeah. I mean, he, he says, people do not live by bread alone. The scripture says people do not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Yes. And I mean, I think it's so easy to forget that. Like, you know, we go to church, we hit our Bible studies, but it's like, you know, that daily intake Brian was talking about, like daily intaking, daily hungering for it. You know, Brian was so humble and just honest in his journey of like, he was a mess, you know, and he's got this wonderful woman, Becca, and she's like, I'm praying for someone to disciple you. And then Pastor Steve came along and discipled him, you know, and then just what a rich reward we've received at this church, having him as an elder. But it's not just by chance. It's not just like that was given to him. He, you know, he sought to be humble to God. You know, he sought to fill his life and raise his family in the presence of God. I love that you said that, um, my heart has been drawn to this verse in Psalm 16. It's verse 11. I've just been like thinking about it as we've been having this conversation. It says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And it's just like the truth of even David recognized this in the midst of the trials he was going through, yeah. the perseverance even as he was like running for his life mm, yeah. and he still knew it was the presence. It was Jesus. Mm -hmm. It was the father, like the pleasure of 
knowing God surpasses any like safety the world Mm -hmm. could offer you any circumstance. And so I think the key thing to remember is that it's regardless of circumstance that Mm -hmm. Jesus brings you pleasures forevermore, more pleasurable than Mm -hmm. anything that the enemy could throw at you. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Yeah. That's so cool. You know, and I mean, it's like that one statement, you know, just that there is no safety outside of God. Yes. And I think we all hunger for that safety, that warm hug, that cocoon of like, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Like the baby, like like a sweet little brave over here is just in that warm cocoon just with his mom, you know, but yeah, we long for that. And then the thief is constantly throwing everything at us. All right. Let's do a last little round. One little round. Yeah. Excuse me, baby. Um, I like what Lauren said. And um, about how people make their uh, make like decide in their own mind that I'm gonna make what I want to make yeah. like the manifest kind of lifestyle like oh you have what it takes to manifest your own future and mm-hmm. it's like no dude that's gross <laughs> yeah. man um, um, so in and 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 I love how in Galatians Paul writes to a church that uh, believe that was preached a false gospel yeah, absolutely. where they had to work their own way to earn this sort of salvation. Amen, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and in Galatians chapter three, he's like, dude, you guys are dumb. Who yeah. like who, who bewitched you? Um, and it says, did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Mm-hmm. Are you so foolish having begun by the spirit are now being perfected by the flesh? Mm-hmm. Did you suffer so many things in vain? If indeed, if it was in vain, does he who supplies the spirit to you and and work miracles among you do so by works of the law or by the hearing of faith just as abraham believed god and it was counted to him as righteousness and and paul's just nailing it in the head like hey dudes like it's only by faith that you can be saved and it's only by faith that god will sustain you mm-hmm. it's not of your own doing and it's not of your own works and i think if that's what what people can take away from mm-hmm. today is it's by faith that God can supply you the grace that you need to persevere mm-hmm. and the grace that you need to devote yourself to the yeah. scriptures, to devote yourself to prayer. It's by faith that God fills you with his spirit so that you can live, walk in a holy lifestyle. Absolutely. Absolutely. God. I leave the listeners with Second Peter 3, 9 that says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just encourage you, if you're in a season of feeling like you're persevering, God is there with you. Absolutely. Amen. I feel like I have nothing else to add. I think Mondo and Lauren just nailed yeah. it. I agree. <laughs> I mean, you know, there is, and I mean, there, we're not, we'd never want to ever have anybody feel like, you know, that, you know, struggles aren't real, right? Pressures of life aren't real, but what is more real than any of those is God's love for us and yes. the grace that he gives us. And I think like second, that what you just read out of second, second Peter three, nine, second Peter three, nine, you know, really summarizes that like you can put your trust in him and you don't have to do it alone. You know, you can always reach out to us if you need discipleship, if you need someone to listen to, someone to listen to you. You can reach us at rootissues at ccaspen.com. Thank you so much for joining in to this midweek jolt. You can find Brian's message on our website. Check it out if you didn't listen to it. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time. Amen and amen.
Amen and amen. Surface. People up there, they give me 